Welcome everyone to another weekly slab. This is episode 20 here on the Slab Stocks YouTube channel and podcast. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, and today we are here to talk about the NBA playoffs. Nate, there's been some interesting series so far, has there not been? There has. Teams that hypothetically are better on paper than they are in real life. Shout out to the Nets. Teams that traded for guys uh, that haven't really done too much. Shout out James Harden even though the 76ers are still winning, and teams that are losing key players, shout out the Bucks, and still putting a beat down on the Bulls. So it's been a, a little bit of everything in the early going. I love it. So we're going to look at two cards per series, one card on each team, or at least one player on each team. Uh, in general, for today's episode, we will be looking at their Prism Silvers. Um, and the reason why is just because it's pretty standard across all the players. Obviously, a player like Mike Conley doesn't have like a Ricky Silver prism, uh, but we'll look at a different card for him and someone like, you know, a Scotty Barnes who would have like a prism draft fix or an elite rookie number up 999 now. Uh, but in general, remember, prism silver is not the only cards in the market. Uh, in, in general, now in the card market, they're not even the most desirable thing uh, like they were two years ago. Uh, so definitely look elsewhere, I would say, if you're looking to pick up cards of players, you know, numbered stuff, maybe autographs, patches, whatever you want to get. Uh, but Nate, or, yeah, what, Nate? I said correct, but we are just trying to keep it consistent. So Correct, absolutely. And we will be using CarLadder Pro for the data today to look at their trends over the last three months, uh, which you know encapsulates both the recent performance in the playoffs and kind of leading up to the playoffs to see what the trajectory was like. Uh, so, Nate, let's just get it kicked off. What's the first series we're looking at? All right, so numero uno is the Celtics and the Nets. And honestly, I don't have much to say on the Celtics. We knew they were a good team going in. They weren't scared. They didn't dodge the Nets like the Bucks did. And uh, I'd more like to talk about the Nets because we knew the Celtics were going to be good. The Nets were hypothetically good on paper, um, kind of like the Dodgers every year. If you won World Series or NBA championships for being the best team on paper, the Nets would have won, right? But that's not how it works in any sport. And you look at the Nets, and they just lost for nothing, for nothing. And you get you you have the distraction of Ben Simmons joining the team and then not playing. And you know he was like, I not there mentally. And I don't want to like harass anybody for mental health, right? What I will say is this: Tiger Woods. Broke his legs, almost died, almost lost his legs, and came back and played golf. Ben Simmons has not come back to play basketball. Here's the thing: it's like if you if you don't if you don't want to play, if you have you know issues are preventing you from playing uh, mentally or physically, that's fine. But when you are trying to collect check after check after check, and then suing previous teams who you didn't go show up to to play for, and and then they pay you. That's where it becomes a pause. It's like, okay, fine. If you don't want to play, you don't want to play. But when you're getting, supposed to be getting like a $180 million contract, that just doesn't add up. You got to you gotta go play to receive your money, right? Like, that's the thing here. And uh, I did want to pull up quick with this. You know, Kevin Durant had a great last game that they ended up losing. Uh, great in some sense. Of course, he missed a bunch of shots at the end. But put up a bunch of points and better than his other games, I should say. Still led to the sweep. But his, you know, 2007 tops finest base rookie PSA 10 has really taken a tumble even as soon as the last sale, which I think is just going to be like the first of what we're going to see for his cards maybe uh, going forward because now it's down to $240. As soon as March 2nd, you know, a month and a half or so ago, it's 485. 
uh, in general in the last three months it's down 43 percent. so if you have kd rookies nate what's your like recommendation if you're holding kevin durant cards right now oh man i don't really know is he gonna stay on the nets is he a net for a while now is he gonna try to force his way out of town because if he's still on that team and you still have the distractions of ben simmons and kyrie irving that's a problem now if kyrie irving and Ben Simmons become just go out and play and don't become distractions, then I do think that there is still huge potential for this team, obviously. <clears throat> so I guess it's what what you think about the Nets is what you should think about Kevin Durant. Yeah, I don't really have a great solution one, one way or another. All I know is that selling right now would most likely lead to a loss if you bought it any time within the last year or two, most likely. But let's move on to the next one. Hey, Therese going to the Bucks and the, and the Bulls right now because I just pulled up Grayson Allen. <laughs> Yeah, let's go into the Bucks and the Bulls. So the Bucks and the Bulls, game one, kind of iffy. Bucks pull it out. Game two, Bulls put a, uh, their big three, put a beat down on the Bucks, and it was like, oh. I mean, they didn't win by a ton, but they were up huge at certain points of the game. And it seems like the Bucks weren't really taking it seriously. And now you go into game three and game four without Chris Milton because he sprained his MCL. And... The Bucks woke up and were like, wait, we're better than this team. We shouldn't have lost this game, too. Let's go out and destroy them. And that's what they did. And in large part, thanks to Grayson Allen, of all people. You know, sometimes you expect when you have quality NBA players across the board, which the Bucks do, you would kind of expect like one or two of them to maybe have a big game. A Wes Matthews will have a random big game in the playoffs. A Brooke Lopez will have a random big game or two in the playoffs. But you can't expect it every day. And yet, um, and, you know, Pat Conton, guys like that. Well, then Grayson Allen comes out, and he has back-to-back. -back, he has zero points in game one, three points in game two. Chris gets injured. Grayson Allen in game three and game four, 22 points and six rebounds in game three, 27 points, two rebounds, and three steals in game four to help the Bucs secure two huge victories. Like, those are the type of games that – you know Grayson Allen has like one of them in him probably because he's a competent NBA player, but you're not expecting two back-to-back, -back, and that was huge. huge and two huge on the road. Him. Two on the road in a hostile environment too for him. Which is Well, I think Grayson probably thrives in a hostile that, environment. And that, that's, that's the point too is that it's like he kind of feeds off of it, and I love it. Uh, looking at his 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10, this is only a pop 225, which is like extremely low compared um, to any other star player like Luca or Trey, but – you know, because his value is not as high as that. So just keep in mind that this card will swing faster in value than a Luca or a Trey. Uh, started at $63 on January 29th, dropped all the way down uh, to $21.50, but now back up to 46 after some big performance. So yeah, you know, down $17 in the last three months. Uh, but ever since that $21.50, it's over doubled. So obviously people excited about at least Grace Down putting in some big performances and really when the Bucks need it the most too, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Next and player is uh, Patrick Williams. Anytime about Patrick Williams. Pat Will. So, you know, the I wanted to kind of focus on young guys here. The Bulls are pretty old. DeMar DeRozan, Vukovic. Uh, Levine's not old, but he's also not young and exciting anymore either, right? He's in his mid-20s. It's exciting maybe, but uh, young and exciting, I guess. It's not the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is exciting. Don't get me wrong. He's just not young and exciting. Um, and so we went with Pat uh, Patrick Williams, and – it's been a mixed bag for him. Obviously, he missed a large chunk of this season due to injury. 
Uh, game one of the playoffs, five points, three rebounds, two assists. Not a great game from him. But then game two, 10 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Pretty good game. Then game three, a poor game from him. One point on a free throw, which is ridiculous. And went <laughs> 0 for 4 from the field. Four rebounds, assists, two steals, a block. Like, he got a little bit of everything, but it just wasn't a good game. But then game four, you know, obviously they got blown out. But he did go for 20 points on 7 of 13 shooting with 10 rebounds. Um, a pretty good game. A pretty good game from him. And, like, are these numbers you're going to write home about? No. No, they are not. But did he miss a ton of his second season? And come into a team that he hasn't probably had a ton of time to play with and is putting up meaningful minutes in the playoffs? Yes. And so for me, if I'm a Bulls fan, I'm just looking at this. I'm saying, hey, he's performing pretty well. He barely got any time this season. I'm excited for the future with Patrick Williams. Yeah, and if you look at this chart here, this is on his 2020 Prism Silver Raw, so not graded card. It's all over the place. You know, it looks like a uh, wacky heartbeat monitor here. And I would say... You look at the low points, you know, fifteen dollars, and then at every single trough here, it's like twenty around there. And then you look at the high points, thirty-five, and one hit forty along the way. The bottom ones, not centered cards. The ones at the top, centered cards. So if you have a not centered Prism Silver Patrick Williams, expect around fifteen dollars. If it's like moderately centered, but a little off, twenty-three, and then probably at the height, you're thinking like thirty-five to forty at the best uh, for Patrick Williams Silver Raw. So. It's really hard to track, you know, the the sales of raw cards when they are there's so much variance to them. It's you can't just give it a ten, a nine, whatever. Um, but you can at least see a trend here based on condition. I'd say. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I misspoke. I did say Patrick Williams went zero for four in his third game. I was looking at three pointers. He actually went zero for nine, which I was is gonna say, significantly worse. I thought it was more than zero for four, but that makes sense now. Zero for nine. Yeah, not a great game at all. No. Not a great game. So hopefully tonight, uh, Wednesday, actually, as we're recording this, the Bucks do play the Bulls in game five at home. Hopefully we see a huge closeout performance here from Giannis or whoever wants to contribute, I guess, Grayson Allen, maybe three in a row. And uh, we're moving on, on to the next round against the Celtics, which will be a fun matchup, no doubt. Correct. Next up, we've got some game last night that was, Nate. I know you were live on uh, whatnot selling some baseball cards, but, man, that Grizzlies Timberwolves game. Timberwolves blow another double-digit lead. And lose that would have been a massive victory on the road to go back home in game six and close it out in front of the target center, which I expect that they would have done. But now it's very sketchy what's going to happen the rest of the series. Um, we're going to start with the Grizzlies here and then I'm going to get on to Carl Anthony Towns and harass him. But um, <laughs> let's start with let's start with the Grizzlies. Desmond Bain, the pride of TCU, Big 12 country, Aaron, Big 12, um, yep. a star from the Big 12. I don't remember seeing any. I don't remember seeing any really good Big Ten players in this in this series. Shout out Jaron Jackson Jr. with his 12 points the other night. Trash. Dude, um, he's playing some excellent defense, I'm, at least from I'm the blocking kidding. standpoint. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. I know. Um, anyways, so Desmond Bain, it's pretty interesting here that you look at his points per game, and it's 17, 16, 26, 34, 25. This is his second playoff series ever last year he had eight five three seven and five in five games this year 17 16 26 34 25 but along with that he's added uh a decent a handful of rebounds around four rebounds a game and also 
maybe like three assists a game. I don't have his per game stats up here, but um, he's been pretty important. He's been shooting well from the field. He's been shooting well from three and he's been shooting well from free throw for this Grizzlies team that needs that scoring. For sure. Punch. The most consistent player in the Grizzlies right now. Correct. He's correct. And uh, I'm just, I just, I can't get over the fact that he played at TCU. He's in the NBA. He's jacked. And he's dominating. Man could start NFL safety for an NFL team. Um, So 2020 Prism Silver again. Nate's got here. This is the raw. I'm not the graded copies. And I don't think they they don't track any any PSA 9s or 10s yet for Desmond. Probably not enough grade to really get a solid read on. Anyway. If there's a raw raw card in here, it's because it's not being a PSA 10. It's not being tracked by Carlander yet. Got you. Yeah. And and we'll see. I mean, PSA 10s were hard to come by for 2020 Prism Silvers. And on top of that, when you have a player that's not worth you know hundreds of dollars like Lamella or Anthony Edwards, more expensive to get graded. Probably not that many have gotten graded yet. Uh, but same deal here as the Patrick Williams, you know, all over the place. Uh, you know, probably expect non-center copy to go for twenty-two dollars. Center copy to go for around thirty-five to forty to forty-five. Uh, Nave, it's me. Uh, give me all the Desmond Bain silvers over Patrick Williams. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, me I get that Patrick Williams is cheaper now, like the last sale based on whatever it was, but there have been some that have touched 40 and I get that doesn't mean a little bit more expensive than that now, you know, 48 was the last sale or 36 was the last sale here. Technically 48 but, for the auction for last auction. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. But either way, give me the Desmond Baines. Hey, uh, real quick question. Just play a little bit of devil's advocate here. So you got to assume that DeMar DeRozan probably going to be gone at some point. Old Vukovic. Not looking very impressive in this Buck series. He has been making some threes. Um, but Patrick Williams is young and definitely could be the face of that franchise with Zach Levine. Do you think Desmond Bain, who is also young, but Jaws such a big personality that the and the Bulls don't have somebody like that, do you think that that is going to play a factor in their markets in the future, say three years down the line? Yeah, I mean, hey, if Patrick Williams is the star of the Bulls and kind of like teaming up with uh, maybe a little bit older Zach Levine, I'm sure that his stuff could be, you know, higher potential at the, you know, buying right now for the future. Desmond Bain is just so good and so consistent and is going to play on a top Western Conference team, we presume, for the next, I don't know, five to seven years. So uh, he might move teams. Who knows? You know, I don't really know what's going to happen. But my point is, is that I think that his situation is more solid, way less risky. But Patrick Williams, sure, if you're trying to buy for high potential, could be a crazy buy. Like Next it. up, Nate, here we go. Go at it. Carl Anthony Towns. If you know anything about me and you've heard any of my basketball <laughs> takes, which you might not have because I don't usually share them on these things. I have plenty of them, um, but I do usually cover baseball. It's that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins were probably two of my most disliked people or players in the NBA. Wiggins, because I thought he had oodles of potential on defense and just couldn't be bothered to try. Uh, Kansas boy himself, and I'm I love the Kansas Jayhawks, so I was disappointed in him. And Carl Anthony Towns, because people were talking about him being a unicorn with Chris Stops and Giannis, and you know, all these guys, Ben Simmons. He's better than Chris Stops, I'll tell you that much. He's better than Chris Stops, he's better than Ben Simmons. It's actually funny to see all those unicorns and look fast forward four years, and it's like, oh, wait, it was really just Giannis this entire time. Um, but, you know, they were talking like top 15 player this, unicorn that, and he couldn't lead his team to the playoffs. 
I'm like, if you are the one of the top like 15 players in the league and there's 16 teams that make the playoffs, you have to be able to will your team to the playoffs by yourself. At least that's how I view it. <laughs> if if you truly are one of the best players in the league and he wasn't doing it. And then this year, things changed for him. He got more aggressive. Uh, the team got better. They, you know, they had Pat Bev and Anthony and um, his buddy D'Angelo and, you know, Jared Vanderbilt and guys like that. So a lot better team around him. They finally make the playoffs. And then he gets into the playoffs in game one. Good. 29 points. But then game two and game three, two games that they lost, he takes seven shots in game two and four shots in game three. Now, I did not watch these games. Um, I did. So you could tell me if he was getting double teamed constantly, um, if it was a defensive scheme that the Grizzlies were throwing out against him. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. is an insanely good defensive player. And I, if he was covering Conathan Towns, you know, maybe that's the issue. Uh, he led Jaron Jackson, led the league in blocks um and blocks per like 36 and uh blocks plus steals stocks so like he is really really good defender but if you're carl anthony towns and your team is in the playoffs for the first time since 2018 and then like for the first time since like 2004 or something you have to you have to be more assertive. You cannot take 11 shots over the course of two games, two games that you lost, and uh, still consider it to be your team and be one of the best players in the league. I just refuse to accept that. His situational awareness was like one of the worst I've ever seen. Like, you wouldn't believe the fouls he was committing when he had four in the third or like his fifth or something, you know, in the, in the fourth in one of those games. He fouled out so early in one of them. He was like, going after an old board on a guy that clearly had the rebound and then just like bodied him ran over a different guy for his fifth ball. It just like didn't make any sense to me. I've been a cat fan for a long time. So I'm a, you know, a little still like, you know, cat fan, but at the same time, it's like, bro, if you don't win this series, there's pretty clearly some reasons to point to for Cause it, it, it literally the wolves could have won in five games. Yeah. There's no question. They could have been done last night if they would have obviously closed it out last night and Tuesday and then one, I think it was whichever game they lost blew a 25 point lead. I think it was, or two 25 point leads game three, game, I believe game three. Yeah. So, you know, and they the, lost game the three part about that is that they lost by nine game three. They lost yeah. by nine. He took four shots like to give him props. He scored 33 in their game four win. And he scored 28 in their two-point loss last night. So, like, that wasn't on him. 28 points on uh, 7 of 15 shooting. Pretty decent. 9 of 9 from free throw. 12 rebounds. 3 steals. 2 blocks. 7 turnovers is not great. But usually if you have the ball more, you're turning the ball over more. That's just how it goes in the NBA with superstars. You look at Giannis. You look at LeBron. You look at the turnovers they have. They usually have a ton. Um, So, like... Yes, he got better in the in the last two games, but that game three, you lose by nine, your best player takes four shots. If they lose that series, you can you can circle Carl Anthony's town's name in that game and say, dude, you had to be I know he had five fouls um in thirty two minutes, but he had to be more assertive and he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have him be assertive on offensive end than to uh Go and try to get an old, well, I mean, technically his offensive end, but make a stupid old board decision. 
Uh, looking at his 2015 Prism Silver PSA 10. Now, this is a decently rare card when talking about silvers. There's only 139 graded as a PSA 10, which is super low. Uh, obviously compared to thousands of Lucas, thousands of Zions, <clears throat> excuse me, whichever player you want to look at. Uh, but in the last six months, so I went six months here back to the beginning of the season because I would say in general this was Towns's breakout year from the standpoint of, yes, leading team to the postseason, um, shooting amazing number, uh, shooting amazing yeah numbers from the field and stuff, which he has done for years now. Uh, but in general, like he just recently had a bounce back on in, on this card and still really hasn't taken him to the preseason value. So there were high expectations coming into the year, 1,125. Uh, bottomed out around 576, which kind of happened with a lot of NBA players. Uh, it just kind of happens in the course of the year for dudes who aren't like John Morant. And then uh, recently has bounced back up to on uh, April 21st, $900. But I would expect the next time this comes up for sale, especially if they lose this series, you're gonna see it go back down to 500 quite quickly, Nate, huh? I assume. I would say so. I would, and and I do think they're gonna lose this series. I, really I think do. I think it'll be in seven games. I think I don't think they're gonna be able to win game seven on the road, but I think they'll get game six at home. I can't see them losing, you know, that elimination game in front of the home crowd like that. But I can. I, okay, I say I can't see it, but I can see it. I just feel like that they won't. I guess this is better. this is Minnesota sports we're talking about. No joke. Maybe they can run that luck though from last night. There, there is, game. there is nothing like it. I they, know. they, the outside of the Minnesota miracle, what have, what has Minnesota done? And any sports franchise outside of the links that says to you, yeah, I think they got this. Oh, trust me, nothing. I mean, I lived there for ten years and I have friends that still adore Minnesota. You know, obviously sports teams and stuff. And every single time that they choke, <laughs> classic Minnesota sports. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I did miss uh, misspeak before the uh, during the intro of this episode because there was another team that has gotten eliminated at this point, and it is the Hawks. And the Hawk. Nate, Oof. last night, I've never seen more fifth grade basketball NBA game than the last 30 seconds of the Hawks game. Uh, if anyone watching, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, they are basically down three, 30 seconds left. And, you know, like normally you're here's your deal. You're going to go try to get a quick two and then either get to the free throw line, make the bucket. I guess you can miss it, obviously. But if you get points, you have a chance to follow them, get the ball back, all that stuff. They run the clock from 30 seconds down to five. Oh, down to five seconds. No. Yes. Gallinari takes. And then guess what? At five seconds. At that point, you have to shoot a three like you're an idiot. If you shoot it two. they pass it to Gallinari basically in the short corner. And he shoots a, a jumper that bricks. Okay, so then the ball gets tipped out of bounds and it goes actually to the Hawks. So I'm like, okay, they get a second chance at redemption. Okay, let's watch the worst 25 seconds. Why would you take a two or five seconds left? Then they run an inbounds play from pretty much the actual dead corner of the court, which is a tough spot to inbound on. I'm not going to lie. They run four dudes to the, to the corner that the ball is getting passed in on and they pass it to the, like, dude, I'm saying like a foot in front of the guy throwing it, throwing it in to Gallinari in the corner who gets double teamed and trapped and they didn't get a shot off. Oh, it was, it was, I, if I, if you're a Hawks fan listening to this, I am sorry. I feel bad for you. That was, had to be just agonizing to watch. I'm sure. Um, but they were losing by over 10 again and they somehow came back to even make it a game. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, Nate, what stats you got? It was just terrible. Terrible. Well, real quick, Nate McMillan, love the guy because we share name. Impressive run last week or last year, but man, this season was tough for him and the Hawks. I do question if he keeps his job, but we will go th quick through the rest of these games because these are games I would consider to be 
less exciting than the yeah. other matchups. Um, but Trey Young, we got to talk about Trey Young. He had an eight-point game, a nine-point game, and an 11-point game in the playoffs. Um, again, same thing with Carl Anthony Towns, except that at least Trey Young's led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. If you're going to do that, and he did, if you're going to do that, you can't, you know, if you're going to be a top player, you cannot have games like that. You cannot have eight, nine, and 11 point games in the playoffs when you need wins. Nope. And he had, he had an 0 for 7 from three game, a 1 for 12 from the field, and an 0 for 5 from three game with a 2 for 12 from the field, and also a 3 for 11 from the field. Atrocious. Yeah. And if we're looking at this, I'm going to go to three months again on this card, but 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10, it hasn't really been too pretty um, this season or in the last three months in general. $692 is the last old price, which was actually April 25th at this point, so before elimination. And it's down 33% in the last three months. Um, that price is dropping quite significantly fast. I think that there's so much uh, tied to, you know, that he just led the league in total points and total assists the first time it's been done in forever in a regular season and yet clearly even some of his rare stuff his rare stuff's probably not dropping this fast but it's still not doing like super well because you still got all those trey fanboys who are screaming for trey to be undervalued compared to like luca which luca's never won a postseason series until potentially this one against the jazz trey obviously got to the eastern conference finals got hurt but i don't think it matters man if you if you don't play defense and if you, this season you're like last season was clearly an outlier i'd say what does it matter if you made it Eastern Conference Finals? If you know now in the present and for the future potentially, it's not going to matter. Yeah, but I like Trey. I mean, I like Trey for a while, and um, I don't. I don't really know what happens next. But what you just described is a "What have you done for me lately?" And the exactly. answer is eleven and nine points in his last two games to lose in the playoffs. And people are going to remember that for quite some time now, at least until next season. That's yep. for sure. Other side of the ball, Jimmy. Other Butler. side of the ball. We've got the Heat, and there was a number of interesting players, but how could you go against Jimmy Butler? Uh, the dude put up, didn't play in game five. They still won. But in the four games he played, he put up 21 points, 45 points, 20 points, and 36 points. He also added in um, 31 rebounds in those four games, and he also added in 21, assi or 21 assists. Um and 11 steals in four games like that's pretty impressive to say the least so for me jimmy butler i don't love the guy i know he played at marquette and i did yeah. kind of like him for a little bit when he was like carl anthony towns and andrew wiggins are soft and then got traded out of town and then sure enough they were soft but um I don't really like the guy anyways, and yet here we are talking about him because. How can you not good. if he's doing big things like that? Yeah. 2012 good. Prism. That's his rookie PSA 10. Um, he actually was drafted in 2011. It's the combined rookie class, uh, which I'm sure many of you, well, yeah, technically drafted in 2010, I guess, and played the 2010-11. No, sorry, 2011-2012 season. This is 2012-2013 Prism. Uh, they didn't have product for a year because of the lockout in yeah, literally because of the lockout. Uh, and we've got his 2012 Prism-based PSA 10. Kind of an interesting graph. You know, not really much movement. 4% decrease in the last three months. I just, uh, uh, however, in the last, let's look if we say two weeks, um, it's up 22%. So definitely some some heat coming to the market in the short term. 
Um, in general, I just don't feel like uh, his collector base is that big because for a reason that I think is kind of similar to maybe MLB players go through this, but when you're on four teams in the span of like six years, wait, sorry, four teams. Yeah. Well, Bulls, Wolves, uh, Sixers, and now Heat. It really is hard to build like a massive collector base and Kyrie Irving too, but that's a whole nother situation. Um, so that's what we're looking at right now, $240. And uh, if they make a run this year, who knows? I'm sure they'll get some heat. So hey, I don't have any thoughts on him. Uh, Jimmy Butler playing in his 85th, uh, or this this past game would have been his 85th playoff game. Wow. Pretty incredible. That is a lot, actually. That is quite a bit. Of course, Michael Bridges has played now 27. Speaking of Michael Bridges. A lot more. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, to the Suns and the Pelicans. And actually, these two guys that we got here kind of cut from the same cloth. Uh, extreme, extreme, extreme defensive stoppers. Some of the best in the NBA. And at least for Michael Bridges, expanding offensive game. And I really just want to talk about his game five because he had 31 points. Came into the league as a defensive stopper, putting up 31 points in the playoffs in a must-win game. Uh, series tied 2-2. He went 31 points, five rebounds, two assists, four blocks, and a steal as a guard um, wing. Pretty impressive. I don't know what else to say about it, but I really like Michael Bridges. I know I love his defense. I have to say that the Sixers could have drafted him and did actually because they then traded him to the Suns. Uh, But, man, he played at Villanova. And who better would know how good he is than the Philadelphia 76ers right down the road or however close they are. Uh, and I, I feel like that's a major, major miss. I'm sure that any team probably multiple picks before that too, probably after Jaron Jackson Jr. would say a major miss as well. So, yeah. man, he's a great player though. Great player. And uh, not many of these things sell. His Prism Silver PSA 10. Uh, four, well, four in the last two weeks is, is a decent amount. Actually, I was looking at two weeks. I thought I was looking at three months. Yeah, there is actually a pretty decent amount that I've sold in the last three months. 53 sales, uh, pretty much even overall, but a massive drop-off on a 424 sale after it popped up to $120. So maybe we'll see some uh, resurgence here after that big game five and if they close out the series, which I expect that they will now. Right, they're going on the road now to play game six, and then maybe Pelicans get that because, once again, a crazy arena and uh, in game seven at home. If they lose, there's going to be uh, – be some people calling for Devin Booker to be like kind of MVP, not really MVP, but you know what I'm saying? Like when you look like they're unstoppable and then you lose to the Pelicans mm-hmm. uh, who were a play in team. Now, to be fair, play. the Pelicans were really bad at the start of the season and then they got, you know, they get CJ McCollum and it's a different team from then on out. You're right. You are right. But, but that is a fair assessment. And if they had Devin Booker, there's no way this series is probably done. Yeah, I agree with that. But moving on to the Pelicans, uh, there is nobody more fun than Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Dude's name is Herb, Aaron. The dude's name is Herb. He is in the NBA in the year of 2022 with the name Herb. I love it. Herbert. (laughs) And he's killing it. He is absolutely killing it in the playoffs. I'm trying to get basketball reference to work here a little bit. And in the series, he's averaging 11 points, two rebounds, and two assists um, in four games, which obviously not a ton to write home about, but it's the defensive end that has been 
unbelievable. I don't know if you saw on Twitter or watched the game live. Um, his blocks he had on a couple of threes. Yeah, the blocking campaign was one of the best blocks I've seen in like a closeout. Like when he took off, that ball was already like a foot in the air. <laughs> yeah, a just just wildly impressive. And the last two games, especially two steals, three blocks, and two steals and two blocks out of the guard position for a guard wing. I I, I say guard, but there's no real guards anymore or wings anymore. It's all kind of fluid. But um, some well, of the most impressive defense I've seen. What about his teammate? Out of like a forward. What about his teammate, Jose Alvarado? They got two dudes who won under after free agent, Jose Alvarado. Next one, second round pick, Herb Jones of this season or this past draft. And, bro, they're both putting in work for the Pelicans. And Willie uh, Willie Green, or Willie, I think it's Willie Green, uh, he is an excellent coach, too, to even have these, this team in the series, too. Imagine, imagine, I'm sure everyone is, if Zion was on the court. Uh, would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Devontae Graham was on the court. Yeah, is he hurt right now? No, he's just not very good. He <laughs> I was wondering that, dude. Jose Alvarado taking minutes from Devontae Graham. Also, what are you going to do? You're going to have Devontae Graham try to cover uh, CP3? CP3? Bloodbath. He get cooked. Uh, Herb Jones, Nate's guys, 2018, or not 2018, 2021 Prism Draft pick silver here at 1550 last sale. I also know that his elite uh, rookie, the foil numbered out of 999, which are actually pretty cool looking cards. So for like 20 bucks the other day, they're like $8 like a week ago. So definitely people scooped up his cheap cards right now with not much release, but Revolution releases today in case anyone wants to look at that. Maybe find a parallel of Herb Jones if you're a huge fan of him. Uh, so we got three series left, and we definitely cannot cover these things at length like we have the previous four, five. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move quick. Let's move yeah, quick. Ma- what's Mavs, the, what? Jazz, Mavs, right. Jalen Brunson, obviously amazing. 24 points, 41 points, 31 points, 23 points, 24 points in the five games they played. They've won three of them. Shout out Jalen Brunson and Villanova again. Shout out Jay Wright for retiring and therefore cementing Bill Self as the clear-cut best coach in college basketball. Before you move too quickly, I said, hey, we got to get a little quicker, but you, you just like went on like, I don't know, 200 miles per hour right there, just like a Ferrari. Uh, Jalen uh, Brunson's 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10. This one at least needs to be talked about because this and Jordan Poole are the two biggest trending cards, I'd say, right now um, in the market. $400 for the last sale. $400. If you go back to January 27th, $87 card. Wow. A day ago, April 26th, $400. That is $300. 360% in three months. Um, I don't even want to know what this thing sold for at one time, the cheapest. Uh, $15.50? That's insane. So crazy, man. That's insane. And, hey, you know, this is back-to-back guys. Jalen Brunson, second-round pick, uh, third pick in the second round. Herb Jones, fifth overall pick in the second round. Um, you know, you go back to, like, a Malcolm Brogdon, guys like that. There's so much talent in these second rounds, and I don't understand why people are – passing some of these guys up, especially Jalen Brunson. He was a champion. Yeah. At well, he was showing out in the tournament. And yet passed up. Josh Hart, too, has passed up all those years or all those picks. It's wild. It's I've wild. got, hey, I've got Mavs and six. They're going to close it out. Luca's back fully. They're going to do it. Jazz or Mavs and six. I like it. Next, Tyrese Maxey and the 76ers. Let's get Mike Conley. Well, wait, wait. Just real quick. Mike Conley, been <laughs> atrocious in the playoffs. Um, when you're paying a dude a ton of money, you got to have him play play well. And uh, 
he is averaging eight points, three rebounds, four assists, and shooting 31% from the field and 21% from three. Not good. No, not good. Okay, now the Sixers. Sixers yeah. went up 3-0 in the series against the Raptors. Raptors were close to one of those games. Now all that stuff with Embiid, having to have surgery in the offseason. I mean, playing through a thumb injury can't be fun, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you use it an insane amount like Joel Embiid does. I mean, any basketball player, but a guy that touches the ball that much, I guess. Uh, but Tyrese Maxey, you've got down here, Nate. I'm just going to give the stats really quick in the Prism Silver PSA 10. Last three months, clearly this dude has came on and, and played well, even with the presence of Harden. Uh, $445 February 1st. Now it's $750. Pop 60 PSA 10. Um, if it were me, I would avoid this card at all costs. You can find really nice on-card autos of Tyrese Maxey for the same cost. Um, and given that this pop is surely going to at least go up at some amount uh, from 60, I would find something different. But Nate, what about Tyrese Maxey? Uh, just real quick, 38 points, 23 points, 19 points in his first three games. Those are all wins. He was actually plus 20 in the first game. And they won by 20. Plus 22 in the second game, they won by 15. Plus 8 in the third game, they won by 3. Then the last two games, he had 11 and 12 points. He was minus 12 in game 4. They lost by 8. Minus 16 in game 5, and they lost by 15. Um, it At least from the outside looking in, it seems to me like how Tyrese Maxey goes is how the 76ers have been going. In well, this I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. Raptors are going to win game six in Toronto. Not losing that game. They're going to upset the Sixers game seven in Philadelphia because Sixers like to choke in the postseason. Nope, not going to happen. I do I do think, I still think there's just too much talent on this 76ers team to choke that hard. Man, it'd be bad. Doc Rivers, people would want him gone. Yep. Are you going to talk about Scotty Barnes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's really t- quick talk about Scotty Barnes. Rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. And uh, I just find this interesting because, like, he hasn't really been doing what he did in the regular season. Obviously, he missed two games with an ankle injury, but he came back. He has an ankle injury. He's coming back, playing through it. Ben Simmons can't play through injuries. Uh, so, you know, there's that. And uh, But game one, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. What a... Typical Scotty Barnes game that they lose by 20. The next two games that he played in, six points, 11 rebounds, two assists, and 12 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three steals, and they win both the games. I just wanted to shout out Scotty Barnes because he just does a little bit of everything, and I'm really excited to watch him. He's getting experience now, and I'm really excited to watch him, no matter if they win or lose, in the future because this is a guy that just does a little bit of everything and if he can keep increasing and become like a a 20 point 10 rebound you know five assists guy with a couple steals and blocks that's a super valuable player and i'm very excited to watch him progress yep and uh recently prism draft pick gold shimmer auto sold for 480 dollars. so clearly that 2021 class doesn't have a lot of their cards out at this point even though the regular season's already done thanks panini and uh, i would say hold off and wait just like everyone else does, has to for the uh, for the important cards that'll be released. Though. Can you imagine that there was one guy earlier that was fifteen dollars for a Prism draft pick silver? I forget who it was. Herb Jones. Um, what? Herb Jones. Herb Jones. And it's like, don't spend that fifteen dollars. No. And here too, do not spend that four hundred plus dollars. I know it's a gold shimmer auto. Don't spend it. 
Don't spend no. it. Wait for Prism. Wait for Optic. Wait for Select to come out, and then spend that money. You're just throwing I mean, away money at this point. Fari, if if you really need to, I'd even just go after Contenders on Card Auto in there because that has released up to this point or Revolution. You know, parallel. You can probably get like an out of fifty of Scotty Barnes for a couple hundred dollars after like the first month of release. So I just do that. Warrior series. Jordan Poole, uh, the darling. Wait, of the wait let's start with Jokic and then go to Poole. Okay, fine. You're going on different from the list, though. I know, but let's end on Poole because he's from Milwaukee. And all, he's right, all right, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, really quick, Jokic obviously has been good in the playoffs. 25 points, 6, 26 points, 37 points, 37 points. Also, 10 rebounds, 11 rebounds, 18 rebounds, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 assists, 5 assists, 6 assists. And he's also even added in uh, seven steals in the series. Like, he's been really good. But the thing about it is when you're missing your second and third best players, it's really hard to beat any team. Like, if the Bucks were missing Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, it'd be hard to even beat the Bulls, let alone beat the Warriors with a fully healthy team um, and a Jordan Poole that's blowing up. So I'm impressed. I'm impressed that they even won one game. I agree with that for sure. 9% decrease in Jokic, Prism Silver, PSA 10. Obviously, that's not like any crazy change. But what can you say when you when you don't have any teammates or at least, you know, side stars like Chris and Drew? Not much you can do, like Nate said. So we'll see. Maybe next year, a fully healthy team will make a difference for them. Yeah. And then let's end off on Jordan Poole. And actually, Aaron, you love Jordan Poole. You want to take this one? Oh, sure. Jerome Poole, my guy. Man, he's so much fun to watch. Uh, played at Rufus King in Milwaukee. 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10. $816 for his Prism Silver PSA 10 in the last sale. This thing time topped out at 989 which is crazy. Like, this is nuts what we're looking at right now. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Jerome Poole. And I think his rare card selling for a lot of money is justifiable right now based on how good he's doing in that Warriors lineup. But this type of card going from $175 up to $900, you know, $1,000. Clearly, the la- the previous three sales now have all dropped from there. $989 to $939 to $901 to $815. Very much so expect this thing, even during the postseason, even if he's playing well, to quickly go back to $600. Probably quickly go back to $500 before we even know it, too. So my recommendation uh jordan pool i would love to add a jordan pool card to my collection because of how good he is and everything and being from milwaukee i don't know why i don't have loads of them already but that's beside the point folks hey, i've been buying soccer and other stuff formula one but uh if you are looking for pool and this is going to be my strategy potentially you know just wait until the off season there's no reason why not to at this point i mean the only thing you could say is maybe there's a miracle chance that they go on a run and win the finals which it, it probably isn't that big of a miracle at this point with how the grizzlies haven't looked like super solid the suns for without Devin booker haven't either so maybe there's a chance uh, and he has massive performances gets a finals mvp but odds are saying that wait till the summer to buy jordan pool if you want to and i agree and just stats wise 30 points, 29 points, 27 points in his first three games. Um, you know, he's there to score. He's scoring. It was very impressive. Uh, last game, 11 points. They lost by five. He was minus six on the day. So, you know, he has a little bit better game. They win that game. If he doesn't shoot free, three for 10, one for five from three, they probably win that game. So it's it's impressive. He You know, he's a young player. 
on a star-studded veteran team, and yet he's as important of a player as anybody there. Okay, uh, last thing here. That was it for the card coverage, but last thing on the NBA playoffs is, Nate, I want you to pick, and then I will pick. Um, which teams right now do you think are going to, well, I was going to say end up in the Eastern Conference Finals, but maybe I'll word this differently. Of the series is that are at 3-2, which is the 76ers, Raptors, Mavs, Jazz, Suns, Pelicans, and Grizzlies, Timberwolves, which team that has two wins has the best chance to make a conference finals? Conference finals. So you're okay. talking about the Raptors, Jazz, Pelicans, and Wolves. I'm talking about the two win teams. Yeah. Um, I got to go with Raptors and Jazz probably. Uh, I don't really believe in the Jazz, but the Mavs have been one of the best defensive teams this year. And um, I know they didn't have I don't know they didn't have Luca, but you're hoping that maybe going up against some weaker defensive teams that they can bounce back a little bit, especially the Conleys of the world. So I would have to go with Jazz just because I can't pick the Pels. Yeah. Right. Or the or the or the Wolves. I just think the Wolves are a little bit too young, even though the Grizzlies are younger than they are. And then obviously it, it there's only one on. Well, the, I was, so I was going to say like either conference. So basically, pick between the Raptors and. The oh Jazz. well, then I'm definitely choosing the Raptors. Okay, got you. Um, they would have to go through the next series. They have to beat the Heat to get to the conference finals. Which beat the 76ers, maybe it's possible. So I'd say yeah. more po- more possible than the Jazz beating. What would it be? The Warriors, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any confidence in the Jazz. But if it was between the Jazz, the Pelicans, and the T Wolves. I'm choosing the Jazz. Actually, it would be Jazz over Suns if the Suns win that series, I believe. So, yeah, I, I would have more confidence in the Raptors for sure. But that's it for our NBA uh, hot knot section for the week. If you have any thoughts on the NBA card market, feel free to drop them in the comments. Uh, otherwise, we're going to get on to a FlipQuest 2022 segment right now. This Sunday at 8.45 p.m. Central Time, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to be live on YouTube, as always, to do our FlipQuest episode. And this is number 15 this week here on the PWCC Weekly Auction. So before... Jumping into some cards, well, actually one card from FlipQuest that we have ending on Sunday. And then we have one other card selling too, which I'll talk about. I just want to briefly go over, if you missed the Sunday live stream or didn't watch it yet, uh, the four cards we purchased for the FlipQuest run. So first one here, Nate, just talk us through. 30 seconds. Why is this Julio a good buy at 1,140? This is a blue refractor out of 150. First Bowman Chrome PSA 10. When everyone zigs, you zag, and people are selling Julio because of his slow start, but there is some underlying stats that point to a uh, good major league career still that he hasn't had in the early going, so when people are going to sell low, you buy low and then sell high later, so that's what we did here. Yeah, I was a big fan of that blue purchase. Um, Used to have some Julio back in the day, but obviously when Nate says go for it, we go for it on baseball, and then the one that I picked out was the George Russell. This is the Sapphire 70th Anniversary. PSA 7, numbered out of 70. So there's a lot of 70ths going on there, even with the PSA 7. There's 1,110. Uh, for those of you that don't know about the Sapphire Formula 1 cards and the Topps Chrome Formula 1 cards from 2020, if it's a serial number to color card, um, it's got bad back damage. There's very few that came out of the press even you know as a PSA 9. Uh, so very few get PSA 10s, but this one happens to be a 7. And I'm confident about this one for the sole reason that he is Mr. Consistency right now. That Mercedes car is not even driving that well or fast. Um, and he's gotten top five every single race this year. The only driver to do so. So rookie car from 2020, first year Mercedes this year. And uh, I'm just really excited about that one. Then we got two more here on the right. Uh, first is a Noir split screen LeBron and Zion. 
This is a gold frame numbered out of 11, the first off the line version as an SGC 8.5. Metal frame, tough to grade though sometimes. Um, and then we've got Jared Kelnick. Uh, that is a cracked ice auto numbered out of 24 from that's 2017 Elite Extra Edition, but it's actually a contender's auto. Um, SGC 9 with a 10 auto. And come on, 48 bucks. Hey, how, how can we turn this thing down? It's beautiful. We, we can't. We can't. If, if it doesn't work out, we've got a sweet Wisconsin-born player auto on card. And if it does work out, well, perfect. It was only $48. Well, except for the fact it's not it's on not card. card. Oh, it's man, not, it's not on card. card but it looks like it. Hey, that sticker's hidden really well. I will say that. Uh, but that are, that's the four that we added. And that uh, Zion and LeBron, hopefully next year there's a lot of hype for Zion coming into the season fully healthy. And maybe the Lakers make a move in the offseason to help out uh, LeBron's end of career uh, winning maybe. And then maybe flip that for a lot more. Um, and now let's check out what we're selling on this Sunday's number 15. So both the cards we have ending this Sunday, we did submit to the Flash auction with around, I think, eight days left in the auction. So the Chris Paul, we just put in there the 05 Finest Green Refractor, numbered out of 89 BGS 9.5. I think either way, it'll be a good time to sell it this Sunday. Uh, we got a pretty good buy when he was injured. It was like $600, I think. I can't imagine it's going to sell for lower than that. Some of his rare stuff has been selling really well. He had one really, you know, not great game. I think that was in game four, but he was really pretty decent last night in game five and game three. He was out of this world good. And either way, I mean, I have to imagine they win the series. He plays well to win the series. They lose the series. Well, it's definitely not going to be worth more in the next six months. So, Nate, do you kind of think that too? I agree. Definitely. So um, it seemed like the right a risk holding it past this point for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. And and who knows? Maybe they go and win the finals and then we look stupid, but we'll, we'll try it and see what happens. Uh, the second card here actually is not ours. Um, what this card is right here, 2019 Prism Silver LeBron James PSA 10. If anyone uh, joins the live stream on Sunday night, uh, you might know someone by the name of, I think it's Brody Gray Collectibles, right, Nate? Is that the, the full name in the YouTube stream? I think so. I think so. I'm probably asking the wrong guy, but his, wrong name's, his name's Damien uh, in real life. And he donated this card uh, to the Flip Quest to be sold, but not for us, uh, for Cam Kessim, for the kids to go to camp for free. Um, whose parents have or had cancer. And we, you know, we did a bunch of charity work last year with that. We plan doing it again this year uh, at the national slash leading up to the national. And this card right here, whatever it sells for is going to get donated to the Cam Castle. So if you do want to help support, go on the PWCC weekly auction number 15, type in 2019 Prism LeBron James Silver PSA 10. And it is the one with the serial number on PSA label. The last three is 404. And whatever money you bid on this card will go to the kids for Cam Castle. Weekly auction number 15 is a huge deal, in my opinion. We have bids on 350 cards. Now, it doesn't mean, obviously, like I said, we're going to win any, even 10 of those. But what it does mean is that, like, there's a lot of cards that I placed a bid on that we want to watch on Sunday night on our live stream. And uh, for good reason, because there's an insane amount of cards in here that are awesome. And that doesn't just mean the expensive ones either. There's awesome cards that are, you know, under 50 or probably under $50, yeah, under $100, whichever budget range fits you. But the ones that we're going to call out here are two massive ones. So, Probably not going to be able to buy him, at least us or, or people listening. But I want to call out this one right here, this Jude Bellingham. 2020 Tops Chrome Super Fractor Variation. Um, one of one rookie PSA 9. So this came out of like the Champions League Tops Chrome set. But this card was printed after his Bundesliga Tops Chrome Super Fractor, um, which would technically be his first Tops Chrome card. Now, this card did sell pretty recently. I think it was uh, in December around there for around $30,000. And Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So $30,000 is like clearly a lot of money. Now, this is not the only Super Fractor out of the set. There's also the normal Topps Chrome Super Fractor out of the set. So to me, like this card alone isn't up there as one of his top 
three cards. Uh, there's, you know, probably, I think there's also a top from Super Factor Auto, which I would rather have. So th this thing is going to sell for a lot, obviously, as it's already at 14,000. Um, and I'm not trying to talk down this card. Like, like it's, you know, it's, it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for is really what it comes down to for these one of ones. And someone might be willing to pay $50,000, which is why I want to watch this one specifically because Jude's obviously still a top young player in the world, plays on the English national team, probably going to make a move. Uh, and if he moves to somewhere like Liverpool, that'd be massive for his card market. Man United will pay him a bunch of money, but might not help out his performance. So I hope he doesn't go there and we'll see what happens with this. But it's at 14 K I just want to know. If you flip a you know Topps Chrome Super Factor one of one within like five months, I just want to know what it goes for. I want to see how it does and if that many more people are excited to get it a second time offered in five months. Because generally, when one of ones sell for so much, I feel it's, feel like it's you know what everyone expects. It doesn't show up for three five years. You got a whole other buying group that's excited to get into it, but within five months, that's pretty close, right, Nate? Like I haven't really seen a one of one Super Factor get sold that quickly of any top player. Yeah, it's very strange because I feel like if you're buying, if you're buying a one one, especially expensive one one, it's a long term investment, not a short term flip. Yeah, and uh, whoever bought this is using it like a short term flip. So we'll see if the gamble pays off, but I'm doubtful. Yeah, and, and and who knows? Remember, everyone sells cards for different reasons. You know, wants to just get into a new card that happens to me all the time. You know, I like have a card that sure I think two years from now will be more valuable, but I want to get a different card. You know, like interest change and stuff. So. Not not like the most surprising thing in the world, but Nate and I just I just checked it sold in November, so I just want to clarify it sold in November of twenty twenty one for twenty eight thousand eight hundred, uh, almost thirty. Okay. Nate, what do you got here? Well, then my card is the twenty eleven Bowman Chrome, not the Bowman Chrome draft, the Bowman Chrome Orange, Mike Trout rookie number twenty five BGS nine. They say the baseball season, Aaron, does not start until Mike Trout is on tops of the AL in OPS. And uh, what do you know? He's on top of the AL in OPS at 1233, and he's also 161% better than the league average in hitting. So while the rest of the league might be struggling to hit the baseball, Mike Trout is upping his game to another level at the tender age of 30. And I expect this card to go bonkers. So the PSA 9 sold May 24th of 2021. So that's the last time we've had publicly an orange refractor of the number 175. Like Nate said, the Bowman Chrome, not the Bowman Chrome draft. In my opinion, this is one of his single best rookie cards. Like I'd rather own a Bowman Chrome number 175 than a Topps update, than a Bowman Chrome draft, than a, I love the Topps Sterling, but even, or Bowman Sterling. Uh, wait, Topps or Bowman? I can't remember. Bowman Sterling, I think. Uh, even more so than I'd rather have this one, though. And the last PSA 9 is over 24,000, like I said, May 24th, 2021. Nate, how important is it for collectors and investors maybe to understand like, how well Mike Trout is playing this year compared to like the entire league? Uh, it is very important. And it's, it's, it's more important, I would say, to realize that when you get a guy and you're looking at his stats and it's a 790 OPS, if you saw a guy with a 790 OPS, Aaron, you'd say to yourself, oh, okay. He's a decent hitter, nothing to write home about. And then you look, and Willie Adamas is a 790 OPS with a 130 OPS plus. He's 30% better than league average because 100 is league average, and 130 means 30% better. 150 would be 50% better. 263 would mean you're 163% better. And so it's in, it's important for Mike Trout, it's, but it's important for everyone to realize that there is a, a lot worse offensive production in the league. And so guys that are performing at what would have been mass standards before are now good hitters. And then when you get good hitters that have always been good, like Mike Trout, who is always outstanding, 
and he's yet somehow managed to stay outstanding despite the fact that offensive production is down across the league, that's really special. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. Sure sounds like it. Uh, but that's what we got for this week's weekly auction number 15. Great cards. If you do want to place a bid, go to pwccmarketplace.com. Uh, you have to go to the weekly auction tab and place all of your qualifying bids before 10 p.m. Eastern time on this Sunday night. We'll be live on YouTube for the FlipQuest episode. Please join us. We'd love to have you. Give away free slabs and let's have a great time and talk about the market. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another weekly slab. This was episode number 21. I appreciate you all coming. Talked about some NBA playoffs. Talked about some FlipQuest. Talk about some soccer. We hope you all have a great rest of your week, a safe weekend, and we will see you all on Sunday night for the FlipQuest episode number 15.